Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Do you have a kid who will be graduating soon or a young adult? Um, Do you find yourself from time to time wishing they had a better head start than you did? I know I have spent quite a bit of time in my adult years lamenting Mm -hmm. the lost opportunity. And so for me, it has been extremely important to encourage my kids to get a jump start. And most of mine aren't old enough to really make great strides. I've got one adult child and the rest are teenagers or younger. Mm -hmm. But for many young people, the idea of investing seems intimidating. So we believe the antidote to that is education, Yes, um, which is why we're going to talk through some of the things that you can share with them to encourage them on their journey to financial independence. Yeah. And I know that when we were getting ready for the show, we, we were saying, okay, like, we were going to talk uh, about grads, but the fact is that not everybody goes to college, right? No. And, and college isn't for, for everybody, Mm-mm. right? So I'm glad that we're kind of taking the... Uh, the standpoint of, you know, a, just any young person, right? Yes. And the reality is if they have a job mm-hmm. or they have what's called earned income, they have an opportunity. Yeah. So even as young as 14 or 15, your kid can get started. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and anyone can become an investor. Mm-hmm. And the, the most important part is that, yeah, everybody has something to invest for, right? Mm-hmm. We all have a future that, that we want to make sure to plan for. And so what we want to do is empower parents today to mm-hmm. step up and take a leading role with their kids and give them some tools. So the first thing we want to encourage parents to do is help your children understand the value of savings. Mm-hmm. So coaching your child regarding the importance of saving for goals is one thing. So if they've got goals that they've expressed to you that they want to pursue as a parent, you mm-hmm. have the ability to say, OK, that's a great goal. What are you going to do to build for it? Right. And start that conversation. Yeah. So how has that gone? Uh, well, with my oldest, she's actually really good at it. She mm-hmm. uh, She's 22 um, and she started saving really young. Um, we're going to talk more about that in a minute. But mm-hmm. she has always had this mentality of savings. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I've never had to worry much about her. My younger ones, it's been a little challenging. My, mm-hmm. my 16 year old, he has just started driving and I had to explain to him the other day he's going to have to park because he has not been able to work and doesn't have any money. Okay. And so, I've, I've, you know, he decided, now I wouldn't be this harsh with him if he hadn't spent like $400 on food in a month when oh, wow. he was working. Um, he had to step away from that job because of his soccer schedule, but mm. he, he blew through all that money and I let him yeah. because I wanted him to feel the pinch. I wanted him to understand yeah. the cost of wasting your money. That's right. Um, so you have to have those conversations with your kids to help them identify how they can save now to prepare for later. Another thing is making sure your kids understand what an emergency fund is and why they need to have one, mm-hmm. even when they're young. You know, if my son needed to replace his tires, that's going to have a cost. And I'm, I'm not the mom that's going to do it for him. So mm-hmm. um, he has to understand that he needs emergency savings for that and that emergency savings is not for Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is not the goal, but, um, yeah, so no, I love that because it, you know, being able to start them young on learning how to put themselves or pay themselves first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having that, uh, having that savings aside, knowing that, okay, out of whatever they earn, you know, that there is a specific percentage that you want to allocate to, uh, mm-hmm. to that savings and just being able to live below their means. Yes. 
And, you know, another thing you can do if you want to, or if your budget will allow it, is if you want to incentivize them, you could offer a match. So there is, you know, some limitation for tax purposes. You can, each parent can give up to $16,000 per child, which mm-hmm. is way more than I would anticipate giving my children, but just giving <laughs> you the limits, okay? Yeah. So as a couple, you'd be able to do 32000 together mm-hmm. um, if you're married. Uh, so you can gift quite a bit. So if you want to tell your kid, for instance, they want to buy a car, mm-hmm. you can say, you know what, for every dollar you save, I'll match it. But you don't just give it to them. You mm-hmm. teach them to earn it. Um, and so I think that is really, really beneficial. You know, as a reminder, without savings, the chances that they're going to end up rating their investment accounts later that we're going to talk about in a minute are really high. I think a lot of people don't learn how to live below their means, as you mentioned a minute ago. And so they end up living paycheck to paycheck. So when something does happen, that's a large purchase needed or not, Mm -hmm. they end up dipping into savings, retirement savings. And there's a lot of cost that goes with that. If you've ever done it, you know it. Um, and it's just, it's painful to watch as an advisor when I see people doing that, especially for non-essentials. Right. Yeah. No, I think every week I, I hear a story where it was, you know, like I, I know that this was a, the, a dumb thing to do, but I cashed out my retirement account back when I was you know 20 something. And I regret that to this day because yeah, of how much that money mm-hmm. would be worth today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so. if you're using a 529 plan, um, include your child in the process of tracking it. You know, anything that you can include them in. I know for a lot of parents, it's taboo to talk about your finances, maybe because they feel like they made mistakes. I know my parents never discussed money, mm-hmm. um, but I think there's a lot of power in just being honest and open and having conversations. Even if you're not sharing every detail of your choices as a parent, you can at least say what you wish they would have done, you know, what you, yeah. you wish you had done. And there's power mm-hmm. in that too, I feel like. Yeah. And that's a really good opportunity because you can start investing in a 529 from the moment that child has a social security number. Mm-hmm. Right. So from very, very young, you can start having those conversations and let that account and your savings towards that account be that conversation starter. Uh, and there's also a new uh, update to th- to these accounts that uh, we because we hear a lot of times whenever we talk about 529 accounts with parents. Uh, the one of the most frequently asked questions is, well, what if they don't go to college, or what if they don't use this account, or what if they get it in a scholarship? You know, like that, and that's a you know a pretty understandable question. Uh, but now uh, there is an allowance for up to a certain limit uh, to be able to transfer uh, a part of the five two nine account to a Roth IRA for that child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if if they don't uh, use all of it uh, or any of it for for college then you can actually give them a leg up on retirement at the same time. So it gives even more fire to the thought of using one. Uh, I will say for me, it was a little bit harder for me to be on board with the 529 plan idea personally, Mm -hmm. because I I liked the idea of control. I liked the idea of, you know, not having to allocate it to a particular purpose. Mm -hmm. Now that they've made that law change, it makes me want to use it even more. Right. Because that is a beautiful way to say, you know what, you didn't need it for school. You didn't need it for training but you've got it for this instead. So it's not a use it or lose it anymore, in my opinion, which it wasn't before. You could always change the beneficiary and all that. So Because the parent is the owner on, mm-hmm. in, in the 529 accounts, right? So which is very different from, you know, if you use UTMA accounts or, you know, things like that, uh, which that can get into uh, all of the whole financial aid planning and all of mm-hmm. that, right? But uh, uh, just for, for simple uh, terms that we're speaking of here, yeah, the, the parent gets to keep ownership of the account and keep the control. Yes. So it's important that you understand or help your kids understand the value of savings in general. 
And then the next thing we would like to encourage you is to, to teach your kids that small steps add up. So we were looking at this study the other day when we were working on this episode from the Schwab Center for Financial Research. They were estimating the impact of savings over a long haul, which we've done the research. We've done reports for people a million times over. Yep. But this one was interesting to me because it used $100 a month starting at age 18, which is what my niece did. Mm-hmm. And so I, always, I had done the math forever ago and was just curious. Yep. But what I found interesting about this, so it was starting at 18, stopping at age 65, only investing $100 per month, mm-hmm. only earning 6% net growth. So it wasn't like they were working with some crazy amount of growth that is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It was actually a very modest rate. Yeah. This person would have $306,000 at the end of that time frame. Wow. That's just $100. Mm-hmm. That's never increasing that. That's never adding an employer plan or anything else to the mm-hmm. mix. That one step could yield over $300,000 at a 6% growth rate. Right. And Imagine what would happen if they changed it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's assuming that there's you know, no raises or anything like that. You know, the mm-hmm. income doesn't grow and you just keep it steady. So, yeah, I mean, if that's if that's not enough motivation, I don't know what is. And what's interesting is, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, young people have no money. And, and I'm not arguing that they have a ton. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is if it's part of their budget early on, mm-hmm. then it's just kind of there. You know, in the case of my niece, she's had to adjust it from time to time. She's had a baby, so things are a little different right now. Um, But she's not ever turned it off. It's always been something that she wanted to maintain because she understands the impact. Mm -hmm. Um, She seeded it with some graduation money is how she originally started it when she was 18. So that's why this particular one was interesting to me. Um, But, you know, there have been times that she needed to adjust it, but it's just part of what she does. It's part of her budget. Mm -hmm. It's money dead to her every month. And I think that has power in and of itself, having it auto drafted where you don't even think about it anymore, then they plan around it. Mm-hmm. To me, it's sort of like your tithe, you know, not important, not as important as your tithe. Don't hear me saying that and come <laughs> after me. But if you make that a habit when you're young and you don't have as much income, mm-hmm. then as you grow your income, it's just part of the process. It is. You don't have to think about it. You don't feel that pinch. So setting up automation like that is Something that, that I, I know that we've talked about plenty of times and yeah, what a huge impact it can have just because of the psychological aspect of mm-hmm. it, uh, out of sight, out of mind, uh, and it's just benefiting you. So. Yes. And if you're not comfortable coaching them through that process as a parent, you can always bring on a financial advisor to coach them, to help yeah. walk them through the ups and downs, the 2008s, the 2022s, you know, uh, helping them understand the positive impact of those lower years when you're adding to an account. Yeah. Um, so that over their lifetime also will help them. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because we do that a lot for our clients. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and earlier you mentioned that, you know, maybe a lot of parents don't talk much about finances to their kids. And yeah, I think that there's probably a lot of insecurity there mm-hmm. right? because they might've made mistakes or maybe they, parents just feel like they don't really know. And so they can't really teach something that they don't know. Well, that's a great opportunity you know, to be able to connect uh, to the financial advisor and mm-hmm. say, hey, if you have any questions in regards to, to finances, right, uh, investing can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. If you do have somebody that's just uh, going into, uh, into the workforce for the first time and is eligible for an employer retirement plan, then that's also another great uh, opportunity for discussion to teach them how to invest that money and what the impact of that could be for their lifetime. Yes. And also while you're working with them on just this concept of small steps adding up, 
if your kid mentions they have a goal like a vacation mm-hmm. and they go, oh man, I'm going to go on this vacation in about eight months. It's going to cost about $2,000. Okay. Well, encourage them now to save $250 a month. So they're mm-hmm. not putting it on the credit card. They can plan ahead for it. Teach yeah. them that kind of delayed gratification process. And the studies have shown us that people get more joy mm-hmm. when they're working towards a goal than sometimes when they actually achieve it. Right. Like the actual achievement isn't as fun psychologically as the process of working towards it. So you're giving mm-hmm. them that long-term benefit of those dopamine responses to, to each little stage they meet. Yeah. I mean, watching that account build up, I, I know that whenever uh, I'm saving up for vacation or, you know, whatever it is, uh, that every little, you know, amount that I see going into the account is just one step closer mm-hmm. to realizing that goal. Yes. And then the last thing we want to talk to you about is encouraging them to use the employer plan. Um, you know, we have seen a lot of studies that say that people just aren't using them. They're mm-hmm. walking away from free money. So help them understand the different factors. Help them understand what the vesting schedule means, what the matching looks like, what investment options there are. You know, save them from getting that high yield fund when they're 20 mm-hmm. and, and don't need bonds. <laughs> but if you're not comfortable with that, again, connect them with somebody that can. Make sure they're not leaving money on the table. Make sure they're getting their match. Uh, there are some companies that have some phenomenal matches in our area and a lot of people just aren't utilizing it. And so please, please encourage them to create their budget where they can have room for that. And, you know, if their career doesn't have a, an employer plan mm-hmm. right, or an opportunity to contribute to one, uh, then, you know, connect them to a financial advisor because, you know, we, we literally just talked in one of our previous episodes about that you can even set up retirement plans if you have a side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen so many Gen Zers that start a new, some, some sort of side hustle, right, where they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, creating revenue and they can actually set up their own retirement plan. And if they're not W-2 employees, even if they work somewhere full-time, but they're a 1099 employee, they are considered a sole proprietor mm-hmm. and can have their own employer plan. Right. So there's a lot of options that people have that if they're not connected with somebody, they may not be aware of. Yes. And, and so we wanna make sure you do that, connect them with somebody. So mm-hmm. if your kid's got that entrepreneurial spirit, give them a leg up, get them started so they can pay themselves first to prepare for their future success. Yes. So it's time for our two cents now, Mark. I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that has stuck out from this that you want to kind of drive home? Yeah. Mainly you just said that time is a gift, right? Mm-hmm. We we often hear that time is money. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I certainly believe that that time can be exchanged for money. Uh, and especially when you talk about your kids, right, the opportunity that you have to impart on them that wisdom you know, whether it's, you know, wisdom of your own or wisdom that you've borrowed, mm-hmm. uh, right? It's so important uh, to take advantage of those moments for coaching. I would just encourage parents uh, to uh, make it a priority to have those candid conversations with your kids and set them up for success on their goals. So I told this story recently, you know, if you're a parent who feels like I cannot coach my kid, I am horrible with money. Uh, I told the story recently of a client that I was talking with that they are self-professed made every mistake they could people (laughs) and they have busted their backsides to come out the other side and get ahead and they Mm -hmm. are making phenomenal progress Mm. but he told me a story about sitting down with his son because he saw some of those same tendencies in him when he was in his lower 20s -hmm. and he said now listen i love you Mm -hmm. here are the things that i did that i regret and i see you following the same path i need you to understand this is where we've gotten to because of those choices and we're having Mm -hmm. to battle so hard to get out of it yeah. please, please, please make better choices for yourself. He said the kid that day literally did a 180. Wow. That kid is also one of my clients now. All right. And they are about to pay cash for a house and they're in their late 20s. Oh my gosh. 
So you think about the impact of even sharing your mistakes with your kids. Mm -hmm. That is my two cents. Please know that even your bad decisions can be used for good when you're parenting your kids through financial decisions. Kids listen, even when you don't think they do. They do. They'll say things later on that you're like, (laughs) oh, okay, they were actually listening. Um, But that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us on Talking Sense. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, we'd encourage you to do that so you can keep up to date on all our new episodes. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walk team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.